Installment of the KO Bros podcast. Omar is doing fantabulous. That's that's good to hear, bro. I'm I'm doing all right too, man. We've uh we've already didn't talk, bro. Loki, we be having half the podcast off 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 air. So you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, we uh we talked about our struggles with asthma. Uh, that's definitely not what I thought you were going to say. How we were impoverished, poor little black kids. That's not okay. With so, eczema skin and asthmatic lungs. Can we talk about some of the more um, interesting conversation? Let's, uh, what else did we talk about? We talked about uh, LeBron James was playing the Nuggets today, and uh, <clears throat> he. I'm glad he won. So uh, yeah, that 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 was that's one thing we were talking about. But it was something else. I forgot. We 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 low key went through like several different things. Oh, I we talked what about. Uh, uh, what was that? Dragon Ball Z, right? Oh, we talked about like a lot of video game. Nerds. Oh, we talked about the superhero thing. Who would we rather like? Uh, what superhero we would have in like? Uh, favorite character. Favorite character. So he at first he gave me the very lame and uh and um overrated uh like uh answer that was Batman. So I was like, that's really lame. <clears throat> and then we were talking about Doomsday and how he awesome he is. So that's great. Um, <clears throat> but um, Batman could defeat Doomsday. All right, we're done. So, um, yeah, okay. So, uh, Omar, what's the topic of uh, topic of uh, conversation today, bro? Keith, I sent you four messages. I know, but you're supposed to. But but we gotta figure out which which one we're talking about now. I'm I'm okay. So these are the four topics: political correctness in America, gender dysphoria, when is someone ready to date, age differences in couples that are very large, like a. 30 year old man, 38 year old man, and an 18 year old girl. <clears throat> I'm super curious on your opinion on that. You're, you, so, yeah, let's do that one. Let's do that one. So, let's, uh, you think, you think, uh, a 30 year old dating an 18 year old girl is, is, a, is a large. I said okay. that wrong. 38. 38. Oh, okay. All right. I was That's different. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, okay. Uh, I don't know, man. So, um, 38 and 18. So that's 20 years, right? So average, on average, like women date up seven years, men date, uh, or men. Yeah. Is it seven on average? Yeah. It's, I think it's seven on average. Like you have to quote the statistic, but, uh, yeah, I think women date up seven years on average and men date low down seven years on average. Right. So, um, yeah, and, and like, yeah, that's uh, a lot of people don't date people their age, right? No, yeah. or let's say a lot of people don't get married to people their age, and maybe you do date people your age, right? Um, that are in the same, you know, same grade, or you know, we're in the you know plus one or two or three years of schooling that you're in. So, um, but the person that they develop a long-term relationship with is usually plus seven or minus seven. So I don't know, man, that's 20 years. That's a lot. Right. So, um, wait, so why do you think people, or why do you think women marry seven years older men marry seven years younger? So yeah, that's a great, <clears throat> that's a very important question. Right. So I think, uh, well, yeah, I think, uh, it has a lot to do with the priorities mm-hmm. that you have at certain ages. Right. So, um, women, well, 
man, I just don't got the energy to go. Well, I, it, well I'm not arguing with anybody, so right, I don't have to argue with nobody, right? So I'm gonna just give my premises, right? So women, uh, some of the very, some of the strongest things or some of the values that women um, have specifically at earlier ages, right? Um, that being under 32, that's the statistic. That's the um, quantitative um, threshold I'm giving is 32, right? For several reasons, but I don't want to go into that. So uh, it, it, those 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 values or, or attractions or whichever one you want to say is uh, money or status. Um, um, yeah, money and status, right? Two of the most, the biggest ones, right? Two, those are, you know, associated with each other, but, you know, those are, they're not, they, they are exclusive. So, um, yeah, so uh, whenever you, uh, like, you're, as an 18-year-old, right, you're dating another 18-year-old, an 18-year-old male dating another 18-year-old girl, you're not going to have all of the money and status that you can, um that someone who is 25 or 30 or if I want to go even further, 38, you know what I'm saying, um, could have, right? So, and assuming that that 38-year-old looks good, right, um, that that 38-year-old could easily be more than appealing to that 18-year-old. So, and I don't think you're questioning whether or not you can be attracted to somebody who's 20 years older than you. I don't think that's what you're asking, right? I think that's reasonably plausible, right? So, um, but, but I guess the, the main question is, do you think that that is like okay or normal? Or do you think somebody who's 19 should stick to someone with like, you know, a certain age range of like three to five years? Or do you think somebody who's 40 should stick to somebody who's, you know, age range of, you know, five to 10 years? As you get older, I feel like the gap kind of doesn't matter as much. Right, right. And I think that's the hypocritical part of it, right? Um, because um, like a if a middle schooler was dating a high schooler, it would be a problem, right? So, um, and if, and even like an 18-year-old dating a 38-year-old is not nearly as big of a problem as a 25-year-old dating a 45-year-old, right? That's not, those are not seen the same in controversy and part of it I don't really know what expect exactly has it has to do with maybe that that you know person's maturity I guess I guess right but um yeah man um I man, just I just feel like the age range is so big that I'd actually be shocked that they would have something in common other than like the base human things like I don't think it's about that. I don't Ooh. think that's what, like, uh, it's about their attractions, right? I don't think they would have anything in common. I agree. Like, they would be a generation separated, right? But, um... Well, it changes as you get older. As you get older, you you want more, like, companionship. So right? It, so I think that's make, really old, though. The, it would make sense for the older... Let's say it was an older man. He would desire maybe that companionship with the younger girl, and the younger girl would desire security from the older man. Like, a. 19-year-old girl and a 19-year-old guy, you know, depending on the, the man's upbringing, being a 19-year-old, the level of security or wealth he could bring is inferior to a man who has 20 years of possible wealth building and exactly security building. So, I, I mean, I could see going up. I guess my, my main thing is, I, I remember when I was in elementary school, I had a friend, his mom was in her 50s, like probably like early, mid-50s, and his dad was in his like early mid seventies, 
and he didn't like move like ever <laughs> like he was always sitting there she's always like dosing him up with like drugs and stuff to keep him alive you said you were in middle school uh yeah yeah i would go over to their house pretty often and like i don't know it just seemed strange right right she liked him i mean he liked her but I remember them saying, like, you know, when the same year, you know, he graduated college was the same year she was born. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> that's crazy, and right? And the guy had a daughter the age of his wife. Yeah, that's, that's when it comes, yeah, that's also, like, a thing, right? Because, uh, you, you start having kids and then, uh, like, uh, <laughs> then you yeah, so then it looks like you're, so, like, then it gives you the perspective of, like, I'm kind of, like, that's, like, a um, oh, I was thinking about Trump because, like, he was, um, he was, uh, he's talked about how he, he hasn't, I don't think, directly said he would date his daughter, but he has re- referred to her attractiveness more than one time, right? So that's, um, <clears throat> that's what can, that's, and maybe Trump is not the best, like, uh, example to give of this situation, right? But, I mean, just, like, on a broad and very general scale, right, men want younger or younger-looking women, right? That's why women put so much into, that's why women don't like to talk about how old they are. Or, you know, that's why they put so much investment or um, interest into, like, um, you know, stopping the progression of the, uh, their perceived age, right? With whatever, you know, uh, cosmetic, um, you know, enrichment, you know, things that they buy, uh, you know, creams and different spot treatments and stuff like that, right? That's why that's such a thing, right? So men want perceived perceived young, per, or like uh, younger, or I don't want to say specifically younger women, but they want to see them as younger, right? And um, and women want men who have uh, obtained or accumulated value, right? That value that they're, because value is subjective, right? Um, that value that they are interpreting, the, 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 ideas that they are interpreting as value is or one of the or two of the several are money and status right or if you want don't want to use the word money it can be security right security which you know um physical there's physical security and there's um you know I don't know if you want to call it fiscal security or financial security, right? So both of those are in there, right? A woman wants to feel protected physically, right? And or know you are, yeah, let's just use leave it at that. I don't want to get too controversial. So yeah, women, women want to feel physically protected, but they also want to be secure financially, right? Um, yeah. So like both of those are uh, can be potential threats in the world, right? If you're living with your whoever it is, your husband, and he's a big, strong dude, right? He's a big, strong dude, and nobody's going to mess with y'all. But y'all are homeless all the time, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, y'all have to constantly look for apartments that are cheaper, or y'all getting evicted all the time, or whatever it is. It's still a threat and a potential, like, yeah, it's a, it's a, that, that, that eviction or that instability is a threat that, it doesn't really matter how strong you are, you know what I'm saying? You go be on the street, you go be homeless, you know? So, um, you know, that, that security is, is, is very, uh, important on both sides. So, yeah, man. Um, so, so for you, are you, so you're single. So are you looking for, was that a question? No, I'm joking. Keep going. 
Well, we we discussed last time. Uh, I thought <laughs> you were you were on the hunt. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. We did alleged, talk about allegedly, being you're uh, you are, are in hibernation. What? Did I, what? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I don't remember. I definitely did not say that. Oh, I said I said I was on the hunt, and that bro, I'm trying to I'm trying to get I'm trying to be out here and catch me a a a. a uh, like I'm a lion, right? And that's you, what I'm asking. Are you trying to get a cougar? Are you trying to get? A, no, you, you don't hunt. I am the so I was. You're the say, cougar. No, so like I am. No, I am the lion, right? Even though lion girls hunt, lion boys don't hunt, right? So I'm the lion, or I'm the lioness, or whatever you want to be. If you want to be, you know, you know, correct. But so I'm the lioness, right? But all I see out here. Is you know what I'm saying I'm trying to catch me a nice a caribou. An, <laughs> you don't even know what that is. Cause you don't want no deer. Everybody eating deer. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but I'm trying to get me a nice uh, antelope out here, a nice thick zebra out here, okay. right? Okay. But all so you all... want a mix, black and white. Uh, okay, that's what you're saying. I mean, I'm not. You know, am I reading too deep? No, yeah, definitely. So okay. like, um, but all like all I see out here are. Little little deers hopping around, you know what I'm saying? Deers and like you know, what else do they eat? Like uh, they don't, I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah, all I see are like their little baby cousins, deers and stuff. So like I'm just not satisfied with the game that is uh available to me. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, so, it ain't the right season then. Right, it ain't the right season. But how long do I have to wait for the right game? You know what I'm saying? Eventually, hey, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just eat this deer, bro. I'm just gonna eat this deer. I'm just gonna. So you're gonna settle. I'm just <laughs> about to settle. Wait, that's the metaphor. You, either you, either you got to wait seasons, or you got to move pride. Exactly. <laughs> you got to move. So what I'm gonna do? You gotta I'm move just, out of pride rock. I'm gonna just move out of pride rock. I'm gonna go somewhere else where there's an accumulation of zebras. Where's Kobu from? Right, Kobu from is the, from the. He from the streets. Kobu, you said Kobu is from uh, the Outlands. They didn't have no zebras, no deer. They ate, uh, what did they eat, bro? They didn't eat nothing. I don't know what they oh, ate. Oh, no, you don't want no girl from the street, though, dude. No, I don't want no outland girl. I do not. No, that's not. Uh, <laughs> I want, I want. <laughs> what did Ludacris say? A lady, lady in the streets, but freaking in the bed. Who said that? Oh, oh, that, was, that wasn't T-Pain. Who was that? Ludacris. Ludacris. Oh. <laughs> that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said feminine wilderness. Tune in to episode five. You'll know what I'm talking about. I don't feminine that, wilderness. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's the number, the episode number that I was going to be on. I don't know either. But um, anyway, you just telling them to go to a different episode. But uh, anyway, yeah, bro. So uh, and that that relates to the pedophilia thing that we were talking about, right? Is a man a pedophile because uh, he like? So we were talking about how uh, quickly girls develop, right? Or how. Uh, it is very different from the generations that we that we experienced in the past, right? I was talking about when I was a freshman. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, seeing the other freshman girls or in comparison to the girls that were in middle school, right? The freshman girls in high school looked like the, the middle school girls that were transitioning into, you know, high school, right? They look like just... They look like eighth grade. They look like eighth graders, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But and when I was a salt, when I was a senior, the freshman girls didn't look like eighth graders that I went to eighth grade with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The freshman girls look, they look like sophomores. You know what I'm saying? They could easily be. So some of them, right, were in. I don't know. Some of them were. I don't know what you want to call it. Like, like, um, 
some of them look like eighth graders, right? Some of them were, I, I don't know if you want to call them overdeveloped or advanced or whatever whatever term you want to call them, right? But some of them looked a lot more mature than um, in eighth grader day when I was in, um, in a, in a, uh, in eighth grade day when I was in middle school, right? So that's that's the thing, and there's and there were more of those. Like, of course, you were always going to get one girl who was advanced, or I don't like using advanced. I'd rather use like um, like physically mature. So like one girl who was physically mature. Even in middle school, we had those, right? Some girl who just like you know all the guys either, which I heard either they they're attracted to her in some way, right? And they express well, they're attracted to her and they express it in different ways. Sometimes she gets uh, bullied. Sometimes she gets um, a boatload of affirmation, right? It was the affirmation side on, you know, from the school that I went to, right? So you get one of those, right? But you'll you don't get half the class being that, right? And it was it it, it became that, right? So so that that's what that's what we were talking about. Is a man a pedophile? Let's say you have, and what it to at what age does that does pedophilia become a thing, right? If you're an 18 year old, or if you're a 21 year old, and you and you see this. If you have a sophomore in high school that's uh, pretty um, physically mature, is that 21-year-old a pedophile? Yes. That's five years. Five years. That's a pedophile? Five years. Yeah. Goodness. That's what I'm saying. That's what. That's the controversy, right? Yeah, well, uh, uh, I don't know. So I think it's not necessarily the difference in age, but is has one reached a level of maturity to now be an adult? That's what we say. Oh, so right. And so it's like, I understand, like, if you're 20 and you're 25, that's different because to our society, 20 means you've reached adulthood. We're just saying that we don't want adults preying on children. That's that's no, that's no. the goal. It's not, are they different ages? Are they two age two? Is one 19 and one 17? It's just, we're just saying that we as a society believe that there's a certain age where you're able to make wiser, more mature decisions and conduct yourself in a, in a, in a, a better manner. Right. And but that's what I'm saying. It's the easier physical to prey on. Don't look like children. True. While their physical bodies don't look like children, they still have a, a level of mental and emotional maturity that sadly some men are deceived by. <laughs> but also are too they're here. too immature to do some sort of investigation oh, I, I, I just think that, I think they're aware I just don't think they care I think you're correct yeah I just don't I mean anytime you're attracted to something you don't care so much about the flaws right or the holes or whatever it is so but that's the thing man so like I don't know there's some very immature adults and there's some there's some very immature adult, adults right and there's some 21 year old girls that look like they're 12 you know what I'm saying so um it's, it is, okay, let me ask you this. And I don't want to get back on the pedophile thing, right? Because we were talking about that on, the, on like, another episode, right? So, um, but I didn't ask this question. So, I was like, so, is a man, let's say, a, there's a girl who's clearly immaturely developed physically, right? There's yeah. a 23-year-old girl who looks like she's 16, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Right? So, is, is a man being attracted to her if if we're going with biology, she should get no play. You know what I'm saying? She should get no play, right? She is like the most like or in in. So if like biologically, you would not want to date a immaturely developed person, whether they be a man or a woman, right? So um, if uh, if that person, if that man 
whoever it is, is attracted to her. Is he a pedophile? Because he's attracted physically to something that is childlike, right? Is that, is that, uh, is he a pedophile? He, she's 23, but she looks 16. Is that a pedophile? I think that's more, a low keeper. I think that's more pedophile-like than the pedophile who is, or the, the other guy who is attracted to the very mature 16-year-old. Gotcha. So you're basing it on physical development yeah, and think... attraction to that physique. Right. Yeah, I don't think people, I don't think pedophiles are, or maybe I could be very wrong. I don't think pedophiles are, or I'm sure there's some, the, the ones that are like seriously predatorial, but I think there's a lot of people who get tagged with pedophile and get tagged with a sexual uh, predator. And just like, let's use the women, right? Because I, I don't want to, because pedophiles are so often used in context of men. So let's use the women. So, you know, the girls that you see on TV and on the news that had slept with some super mature eight, uh, middle schooler, right? This this dude, 14, big as heck. You know what I'm saying? Dude, dude 5'11 in uh, 7th grade. You know what I'm saying? Dude, uh, 180. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in 8th grade. You know what I'm saying? Right? He's, he's a full-grown man. 8th grade, about to be 15. 15, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But some... Young teacher, probably twenty. I don't know. Let's let's make her old. Let's like let's make her twenty six. You know, some old. You know, I'm talking about for like, from what I've seen on like the the circumstances when they do that. So let's make it, or let's make it. You know, some twenty two year old teacher or something like that. Teaching middle school, but this this super, or I would say, events or a maturely to physic physically mature. Hold up, hold up. Maturely, hold up. How do I say that? Maturely physically. Matured. I'm trying to say physically maturely developed, but all of those are <laughs> the same thing. No, no, they're, they're well, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying. So it's but, like you yeah, have, you have adverb, a... one's an adjective, one's an adverb, one's two adjectives and an adverb. But that's when you got to know like what the order of the adjectives are, because that's that. But I don't know that you got to really. Know, Damn, last time I took English was like 2010. Anyway, there's an order in which it's you're supposed to list adjectives. I don't know the order. So I, anyway, I, I get what you're saying in that you have these instances where a man is uh, 14. And he looks like, you know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He right. just happens to be huge. He's a big guy. Yeah, what does Shaquille O'Neal kid look like? Genetically you know gifted. You have a, a 25-year-old teacher who's a woman who's attracted him. So I, I, think I, I think we can all agree that we are attracted to what we are attracted to. Okay. So some people yeah. are attracted to... Younger looking women, right. some like medium regular sized women, <laughs> some men like really really big voluptuous women, and your preference is solely based on you and what you like, and I I believe that it only becomes an issue when collectively as a group. We have determined that a specific age is an issue. I think having the attraction might not be, you know, that bad. It's just when it becomes predatory. And it's, I understand that we all collectively as a society have come together and said, this person as a 14-year-old is off limits. Okay, I feel you. Now, 
you know, you may have a, you know, uh, uh, a young person in general just looks like an attractive young person and feel an uh, attraction towards their physical body. Um, it's when we take it a step further. You know they're off limits. It's kind of, oh, it's like this. It's like, have you ever had a, um, um, what's it called? A Cornish hen? Um, Do you know what that is? No, I've heard of it before. It's like a really small bird. And then you've seen a turkey before. You've seen how big a turkey is, right? No. You've never seen a turkey? Not, not no, like, real one. You've never seen a real turkey? I think they are big, though. But no, I haven't seen it, like, next to, like, scale of the size. No. All right, anyway, to make, to, to make my story make some kind of sense. <laughs> we all, some people like Cornish hens. Some people like turkeys. All we're asking in our society is at least wait till they're done out the oven. Yeah. <laughs> We just waiting for it to be golden brown. We ain't asking you to wait till it's burnt and it's been in the oven for who knows how long. Right, right, right. But we're asking that by the time you take it out, that the, the meat's done. Let it be finished. That's all we're <laughs> okay. asking for. Pedophiles, they want to open the oven, put their hand in the oven, start rubbing on the chicken and like tasting the, the greasy little fingers. Wait till the food's done. Right, okay. That well, may be a terrible analogy. I, no, I don't, I don't think it was terrible, but... It it makes children sound like chicken. Right, 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 right. It, but the idea of yeah, I, feel, I feel you. I feel Some you. people like I I love Cornish hens. They're absolutely delicious. This Cornish hen thing, I have no idea. <laughs> but keep going. I'm sorry, bro. Turkey, turkey. Sometimes I ain't feeling turkey, man. I like fried turkey. You ever had fried turkey? Yeah, but it's still turkey on the inside. But yeah. And you know how I like turkey done. <laughs> My wife, when I met her, she was fresh out of it. <laughs> I definitely thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't just put in the oven. I def- I'm glad she wasn't. Uh, she like, came out golden brown. Okay. Crispy skin. The the all the flavors were fully developed. Stuffing on the inside. I feel like, I feel like she was. She wasn't. She wasn't salted and, and spiced very well. But she was. She was. She got a what's that all purpose Laurie seasoning. That's so cheap, bro. She got every type of flavor that she needs. She got every flavor. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, she great. All right. I'm glad uh, we're gonna. That's what I'm saying. That's all we asking these pedophiles out here, man. Pedophiles, if you're listening. We want. We, <laughs> said we want. If you're we need you to wait for the hens and the turkeys to be done. Okay, yeah, that's we understand y'all got y'all's little desires and things like that, but this is <laughs> not desires, yeah. this is not the <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry, bro. This is not the time. Thanksgiving's coming up. It's September right now. We got two months till Thanksgiving. Just let the food be done. Let the food be that's done. That's all we're asking. I feel you, bro. This this was that was great, bro. And you said <laughs> the little desires and then you said what was the other part? You said, uh... I don't even know. No, I don't even know, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, let's, let's move off the pedophile thing. Let's, let's, let's move <laughs> off the pedophile thing. Um... Next subject is... When is someone ready to date? Oh, yeah. That's, uh... Are we keeping this, are we keeping this in, uh, godly context? We talk about whatever we want on here, man. So, like, let's let's go with the godly context first, right? So, oh, that's actually way more difficult, actually. So, I'm, I'm logical. I like what's right. right what right, is right. the no. what is the correct answer? <laughs> so that's just, yeah. So, like, um, I think uh, 
the godly context thing is going to be way more difficult, right? So actually, we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a whole separate episode on um, when you're ready to date in godly context. We're gonna do that, right? Um, but um, for this one, for yeah, we're gonna finish. You it up. need a job. Oh, oh! I thought you were. I definitely thought you were talking about me. I was like, I got, I got. Anyway, you got two jobs. I ain't talking I about you. Got two jobs. I was just saying. So um, I got two jobs. Secular, I don't secularly, get in, in a in a general perspective, right? When are you ready to date? Um, I think that's easily. Uh, okay, so this is this is. I mean, this one isn't super easy either. Let's. Are we gonna talk about men or women first? So let's talk about men first. Um, uh, talk about men. I don't know nothing about these. I ladies. talk about women all the time first. So let's talk about women, men first. So. Men are when men are ready to date is when um you so men if you have if you this is very important women do not have to have this which what is some of the women's privilege oh that's what we need to talk about. we need to talk about the immense amount of privilege that women have they don't, they don't women's privilege women have the most privilege in the world Keith Keith what are you talking about well yeah I'll talk about it in the I'll talk about it in different episodes that's gonna be a good one women's privilege women's privilege that they don't they don't talk about it they don't talk about it they don't act like it's there but it is very much there when so, are they privileged I don't don't, no 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 we're not gonna talk about that right now but anyway give so, me one privilege just one no 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 we'll talk about it that's that's in the next episode or the next episode after that or something keep listening keep listening so yeah um, tune in yeah that we'll talk about that that's gonna be a good one um we'll have to put that one on youtube but uh anyway so uh what was i talking about anyway men men dating right so this is something that women do not have to have set and secured men if you do have not formed and secured uh your identity and and your purpose you are not ready to date if you don't know who you are, that's a that's not a easy question. Who you are is not what you do. You can identify with what you do. Like I played football at one point, right? And I was very adamant about continuing my career as a football player, right? But that was not who I was by any means. If I did not, if I actually stopped playing football and decided to stop, right? I could have still played. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna keep doing this. It's not not worth it anymore, right? So. Um, if if you're if you lose that quote unquote activity because some people act like their identity is what they do and that is wrong. So your identity can stop. You can only play football for so long. You can only be in school so long. You can only be a student for so long. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess you can. Well, yeah, like I think you can only be a student for so long. So you can only be a, you can only do that job for so long. And, we, and even if you do can do that job until you die, what if you get fired? You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, right? So if you're Identity is, uh, I'm, if it's your career or what you do, uh, extracurricularly, uh, or if you're a gamer, you know, eventually you're going to suck at video games. Is that what you, your identity, your identity is going to suck? You know what I'm saying? Like if that's the case and then you're associating your identity with performance, that's not the case. Your identity has to have some type of objective value. It has to have some type of foundation or stability that is immovable, right? I am... It's the, and that's why the spiritual aspect of uh, foundation in, um, um, like, uh, what is the word? A stability, right, is so valuable, right? As, as invaluable as so many people like to make religion seem, right? The spiritual aspect of having your identity in being uh, a child of God or a follower of Jesus Christ or something like that, right, um, is immovable. Is immovable. It is. Uh, it is. It's immovable and it's secure past your activities 
or yeah. something, you know, that can be, you know, changed over time or you can lose your, it's not about those, those things are not about your performance. Those things are not an activity, right? Um, maybe the follower of Jesus Christ, but that's more of like a philosophy, right? It's not so much of a, like a, uh, it's a way you live your life. It's not a, what is that? You know, there's a whole bunch of ways you do that, right? Being a football player is one specific thing. You being a gamer is one specific thing. If you're, uh, so th- anyway, I'm going on a tangent. So like, uh, as a man, right? If you do not have your identity, who you are, very secure in your purpose, what you're here to do, very secure. Um, and I'm gonna go a step further. If you don't know what your responsibilities are, uh, if you don't have, or because in, in the, these are, it may, you know what? Maybe the responsibilities part, that's a, that's for the godly man and godly woman, right? If you're not a godly man, if you're not a godly woman, I guess you don't have to have those, that part secure. But secularly, if you don't have your identity as a man and you don't have your purpose as a man secure, you don't have any business or you, you, you really need to, um, have that secure before you even try to impart your, or include yourself into a, um, relationship with another, uh, another girl or something like that. Cause that's, uh, otherwise, otherwise, what are you like? You're, you're just, you're just as aimless as her. Right, you're just as aimless as her, and your contribution to the relationship is going to be null. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be really limited. Yeah, it's going to be very limited and very superficial. It's going to be superficial, right? Yeah, you make money, great, fantastic. You know what I'm saying? What happens when we fall on hard times, and and then you can't make that money, and then you fall into a midlife? That's what mid. That's why we have so many midlife crises. Um, when you turn, what is it? When do you have a midlife crisis? At fifty, right? That's what the age when it happens, Amari. Is that right? Oh, I'm twenty. I'm twenty-eight. I don't know. Well, I, I think that's when you have midlife crises, right? So, and why do you have midlife crises, right? Think about what happens at fifty as a man, right? And and women go through the same thing. They just don't call it midlife crisis, right? Um, maybe Menopause. because it's more uh, like uh, exaggerated with men and how we handle it, right? Dramatic or whatever you want to say, right? But what happens with men, right? You at you at fifty, you no longer. It's it's pretty. It's the common threshold to no longer be able to do the things you could do before that, like whether it be simply playing basketball or even like so, like even biologically, right? You hit a testosterone deficiency at fifty-five, right? Men and women do, right? Men, women's is menopause, right? So, um, the, which is why women go through the same thing. But we're not talking about women right now. So men go through the same thing, right? You got erectile dysfunction. That's a huge, um, your sexual performance as a man is paramount and to, to your, uh, I don't know, your perspective of your own masculinity and your, of how other people, you know, perceive it, right? If you like, yeah, I don't even want to continue talking about that because that, that would be, yeah, that, 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 that that part of your body, right, is basically the symbol for masculinity, right? So, um, there's, what is it, isn't there an animal that, like, uh, uh, like, uh, I don't want to get too graphic on the freaking show, like, but, like, (laughs) isn't there an animal that, like, uh, like, takes, uh, exposes their genitalia to, um, assert their dominance? There's an animal that does that. Um, 
But yeah, anyway. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not a uh, animalist. Then you're not a zoologist or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, like, what you said. Anyway, so um, yeah, but like so, like right. So there's a whole bunch of things that happen at 50, right? And part of that is your identity crumbles, right? So you want to avoid that midlife crisis. You want to have some security, and that's what happens. Like there's a whole bunch of men who date and get married and and have kids, and they do not have their identity secure. And then once you once your identity f- starts to fall apart, your sexual per- your sexual performance um, plummets. You are physically incapable of keeping up with the generations uh, beforehand um, or after you. Right? Uh, you become a grandfather at fifty. Your twenty five year old has a kid. You know, you had a kid at twenty five. They had a kid at twenty five. Now you're a grandfather. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, your wife don't look as spiffy as she did. When she was uh, 22, you know what I'm saying? So now you're not physically as attracted to your wife as you were before. So now you're looking at 18-year-olds. But guess what? You you have a erectile defun- dysfunction, so you're disqualified in the first place. So, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's rough on you as a 50-year-old man. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's part of it. So, yeah, you want to talk about women? I, I went on enough of a tangent for me, so. No, you're good. Well, I wanted to share this. So I heard a wonderful story. It was a young man who had basically went on and accomplished a few things in his life. Went to university, got himself a job, a couple years, moved up the ladder at his uh, his his position or whatever. And he uh, uh, wasn't of American, uh, like he wasn't an American citizen. So I guess the way they. Uh, the way he went about marriage was very interesting. So he basically um, told his parents, he was like, hey guys, um, I'm ready to be married now. Uh, I don't really want to be single anymore. Uh, I've gotten my education, gotten the job I want, and um, I'm, I'm ready to start a family. So if you guys could um, uh, go look for someone for me and uh, let me know uh, if, she, if she's interested in marrying me. And uh, his parents were like, okay. We'll look for you, but like, let us know what you like. So he made like a little, like a little small blueprint, you know, physical, um, different like stats, characteristics, characteristics that um, that he would like. Right. And the parents were like, "We don't have time for this. We're gonna give it to your sister." So they uh, gave the list over to the sister. The sister went on oh. her search. Okay. Okay. And uh, lo and behold, found somebody, and. Uh, talked to the parents about it. Parents agreed that this girl would be a great catch for the, for their son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, before they ever met, the wedding was arranged. Mm-hmm. Um, engagement was locked in, and uh, over a thousand invitations were sent out. Uh, for this wedding of two people who have never met each other. Right. And uh, they got married. And eighteen years later, they got three kids, still happily married. Interesting. And um, the guy uh, had a brother. And his brother, <clears throat> um, slightly Americanized, was saying like... Saying like, are you, sh- are you sure you want to like do this? Like, you don't know her. She doesn't know you. What if y'all... She's walking down the aisle and, you know, she got a tooth coming out of her neck. Or, or she, you know, she looks at you and says, wow, I, I don't know if I want to marry him. Right. And his advice to his brother was, um, the he said the man I'm gonna butcher this. This okay. is like the most profound part of all of it's it. It's okay. It's okay. He basically was like, uh, the the will to love 
is just as important as the Ooh. attraction of love. Ooh. And he's basically saying, he's like, if, basically saying, like, my desire and my ability to fight for the love for my wife, whoever she is, will always be stronger than my emotional and physical attraction for her. Mm. And these That's guys deep, ended up being married for 40 years. But it was interesting because it's the same thing with God. Right. God is even more attuned to our liking and our desires and our hopes and dreams and wants that he, if he were to give us a mate, he would know exactly what to give us. Even more so than we would ourselves. Right, exactly. And oh, so I, that. I I would say some a man who is ready to date two things. The people around him believe he's ready to date and he has a job. Those are, those are my two things. Why why do the people around him have to think he's ready to date? Uh, I'll just give, I just I believe the people around him look at and see and know that person better than they know themselves. Hmm. Like it's it's real easy for me to sit sit there and be like, okay, these are the reasons why I'm ready, or these are the reasons why I'm not. And and that's a level of pride, in my opinion. I think that if we humble ourselves and we ask the family members around us and our closest friends, do you think I'm ready for a relationship? I think they're gonna tell us honestly, yes or no. Interesting. I think they're gonna Did be like. Did you ever do that? Nah, nah I didn't. Do that. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so so like for me, my my main thing was it was those two things, right? So I I I needed a job. Like uh-huh. I told Christian, "Hey man, I live with my grandma." Uh, but when I get a job, <laughs> and and that's exactly what happened. I got a job, and as soon as I got the job, started getting my checks. I started saving for a ring, cause I got a good enough job to take care of my family. Right. Right. Okay. Now, the people around me, while I did not ask them, I I believe that in my pursuit for, uh, my pursuit of Christian, uh-huh. I don't think they were like, oh, I don't think you're, I don't think you're ready to date. Really? Okay. Now, I think they would have told me that. Okay, I would but hope so. I don't think anyone around me was like, hmm, I think you're not mature enough yet. I think you kind of should slow down. I never heard any of that. So for me, I believe that those are the two things, in my opinion. So two kids in high school, right? Two kids in high school that are uh, infatuated with each other, they should refrain from intimacy? You mean dating? Yes. Developing a a chemistry between each other through intimacy? You think they should refrain? Uh, this is secularly, right? This is, we're, we're talking secular, right? Yeah, so let's uh, keep it. Well, yeah, no, my my secular, my opinion is my opinion. So it's okay. it's going to be a mix of secular and Jesus all wound up together. So okay. for me, let's say we have two sixteen year olds, right? Right. Man, um, I don't know. I guess it sounds terrible, but like a part of me kind of like, like I care that they are dating, mm-hmm. but if anything, I would ask them why they even want to date. Right, absolutely. Like I, I think it's okay. I, I, uh, this may be like pessimistic of me to say. I don't think it will last. Right. It has the likelihood to because many people marry their high school sweethearts, but to me, I don't think it's gonna last. And I think that uh, the 
the the goal for our society is to date and the goal for our society is to marry those are two separate things so like a man and a woman they look for marriage at a certain period of time and then a man and a woman they look for a dating partner right and so yeah. it's like it's like half marriage it's like i get all the benefits of being married without the actual right. commitment absolutely yeah so <clears throat> the reason i even say are they ready to date um no, you're good. No, you're good. Okay. Well, the reason I would say someone's ready to date is because they found someone that they potentially think that they would like to marry. Now, a 15-year-old, a 14-year-old is not really thinking about marriage. You're They're right. thinking yeah, about yeah. somebody I can, like, make out with. Absolutely. Somebody I can, like, walk around school with and be proud that I'm with. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Which honestly just feeds into insecurities. So, long story short, uh, I wouldn't say no. Like, I think I'm probably going to allow, like, my son... And you know, God blessing me with a daughter like my daughter, they'll probably be able to date. But I still feel like, kind of how me and you were talking about earlier, right? There's gonna be a foundation that I would like to set with my kids, right? On the purpose of dating, the purpose of marriage. I got you. And so they're gonna want to do two things: either usher into a godly relationship with mm-hmm. the hope of marriage, or they're gonna be knuckleheads and do whatever they want to do. Okay, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I feel I I I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, I definitely would want to set that foundation right with my kids. Um, we might have to talk about that, like raising kids, right? Even though we, you got a you got a kid, right? Um, yes. But in in me and my like perspective of child psychology, could you know speak on that without having kids necessarily, right? Yeah, so, you can talk about whatever you want. So that's just gonna be that that'll be good. But um, yeah, I feel like that's a that's a good idea. That's a good um, that's a good uh opinion i don't think it because it's like it's hard to um there's nothing going to be factual with any of this right but except when it comes into god the context right what the bible says about being a man and being a woman and even though it doesn't say you know um when you should it doesn't say give you qualifications for you being ready to engage in intimacy with the opposite sex right does it um give you a qualification from it it does talk about what a godly man is and what a godly woman is and it gives representation of that and who god and what the responsibilities that god gives those who he has ordained you know or like given leadership right um part of that is leadership right men have a lot more than women but anyway so um yeah i think that's more than reasonable right so uh yeah man that's that's definitely so i i think uh so let me ask you so you have you have a, a son are you going to let him uh, you said you're gonna let him start dating. Are, what are you giving him a age threshold? I'm definitely giving my daughters a age threshold. I plan on having daughters. I won't stop until I have them. So, um, uh, I'm so definitely. There's a, there's a, there's a, okay, so I work for uh, I work for uh, a program uh, in the government that deals with. <laughs> He's a government anyway. <laughs> and uh, we help people with healthy eating and introducing healthy foods to young kids, and so. One concept that I find really interesting is that they'll say, okay, a kid at this amount of months should be eating X type of food, like pureed foods or mushy food, yada, okay, like a okay. baby. Is that bad? But they also say, look at their development. So oh. if, they're, if they're able to stand up, sit up straight, and they can, you see them swallowing, they can stick their tongue he out. He needs to eat full. They're like, maybe slightly more advanced. Right. So if my son is like me when I was 16, he don't need a date. Oh, okay. <laughs> if my son is like 
you know, uh, you know our friend Aaron, right? He's very mature. He's he's at a young right. age. Shout out to him and his beautiful bride. They just got married. Absolutely. Um, he's extremely mature for his age. So for me, I I I have an age in mind, probably like fifteen, sixteen. Okay. But there's like a level of maturity that I would still be looking for at that age. Okay, I got you. And some maturity of like just the importance and the value that he even has in relationship. If right. he values relationship as a pure carnal thing, like he's trying to satisfy some sort of fleshly hunger or whatever, or he just he just seems too thirsty for it, then, right. then uh, okay, nah, I'm not good. Okay. But if he like has like this friend he's known since he's 12 and you know, they like being great friends. They're 16, 17 right, years old. Right, they right, really right. like each other. They love spending time together. He, like, wants to date her. Right. I mean, I totally understand that. Like, it's, it sounds like real love to me. So okay. it's, it's it's not an age thing. It's a maturity thing. And okay. maturity is just based on how he conducts himself. I see. Okay. I think that's good, bro. I think that's uh, reasonable to, like, have as your standard, right? Um, I think that's something that... Uh, and so... It's funny because a lot of people will put a limit and a cap on their daughters, but they won't put a limit and a cap on their um, their uh, their boys, right? Their their sons. Yeah, well, yeah. So like my daughter, she 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 actually has an age limit. Hers is about twenty. Yeah, 26. she actually has an age limit. So she okay. can date around twenty six, twenty seven. All right, exactly. Right, exactly. Thirty two, something like that. But um, thirty two sounds good. Right, right, right. So uh, that's funny, bro. Um, but yeah. So um, oh, so I was gonna. Yeah, that was I was I was gonna accidentally start talking about that. I was gonna start talking about women's privilege, but uh, um, but yeah. So um, that's um something that I don't think is unreasonable because like what we're trying to do is like, I mean like what what's the consequence of like just like not having that? I know it's a um it's unfair, uh, it's a it's an impartial consistent it's a partial consistency right? So which is not consistent right? So, um, with men and women and the standards we're held to in terms of stuff like when we can date or, uh, like, uh, or how, uh, promiscuity is perceived among men as it is among women, right? Stuff like that. Um, or like, you know, us being in certain fields, uh, career fields, stuff like that, right? So those, uh, have all different contexts with the same circumstances, just the variable of being a man or being a woman changing, Right. And, and I think there's a reason for that. Right. So but um, if we didn't hold those uh, contexts true or like didn't keep them, um, if we didn't abide by those inconsistencies, things like an example for like the dating. Right. In, in the dating situation, um, you could get basically like let's say I let my you're in middle school at 13. Right. And you leave when you're 15, something like that. So, yeah. uh, actually, so wait, wait. Yeah, you probably, some people might be in middle school at 12. 12, 13, 12, 13 14, you turn 15 in uh, in uh, ninth grade. Or you turn 15 at the end of your 8th grade year. Something like that. So, you might be 12. Let's say I let my 12, 13-year-old date. Let's say I let my 12, 13-year-old date. And my 12, 13-year-old is um, physically, maturely, um... Deve- developing physically, huh? Yes, developing physically. Her physical development is maturing. 
quicker than average. Oh, that was good. I had to put it in order for you real quick. Okay, you so, got it. You got it. You got it. So, um, yeah. So let's say that's the case, right? She's 13 out here. Not only is she oblivious to the uh, predatorial nature of men, but she's uh, naive in her uh, her security and her uh, she's naive about her vulnerability. Right in the first place, she's never been quote unquote. Um, preyed upon she's never been preyed upon nor has she ever been taken advantage of this is a hypothetical right so um that's dangerous <laughs> that's dangerous bro that's dangerous that's that's the little girls that go missing that's the little girls that you know uh get sexually assaulted or something like that get their vulnerability infringed upon um in their innocence ripped away from them i have no interest in having that happen to my daughter right and i will take all the precautions necessary to inhibit such a action happening right so in that it in the idea that we're in a role where we are in a world where people do not infringe upon someone's vulnerability or take advantage on someone uh, uh take advantage uh, of someone's innocence or uh, prey upon someone's oblivious nature um, that is not the kind of world we live in, and specifically in America, the culture is totally opposite of that, right? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not fist to, uh, that's, that, and, and for men, right? Men, um, have much less being a man, right? And in the culture of masculine, masculinity that men, uh, have no choice but to subscribe to, uh, they are not giving the leisure and the lee, the leeway to, live in an oblivious mindset or be a naive or um be vulnerable or something like that right they have to uh, be aware of their surroundings and quote unquote be even the predators not be prey right because in masculinity being the prey is um i don't know it's not a good thing right it's not a good thing because even men um prey upon men it's it's not the same it's not in a sexual way as how men prey upon women right can potentially prey upon women, but, um, men prey upon men in a different kind of way in asserting their aggression or asserting their dominance or intimidating them or, uh, trying to impose their own will on them, be it, um, like, like in a school setting with, uh, you know, it, give it like, let's, let's use jail. Let's use prison. Right. As an example, how like the more masculine, if you come into jail and you're not the most masculine man or can't fight or not the most assertive man, not, um, you know, high, uh, high on the, uh, on the percentile chart for assertiveness and, and disagreeableness and aggression, right? You're not super high in the 90th percentile of that, right? Let's say you're an average guy. You're going to get, you're going to be in a room full of high percentile aggressive men that will try to assert their will on you, quote unquote, through predatorial nature. So, um, yeah, man, that's in, in what happened, you know, you get used, you, they call it, you know, becoming somebody's, um, quote unquote, explicit term, um, right. So that's, that's, that's what happens. Right. Um, so men do it to men, um, when men do it to women, um, but it becomes sexual at that point. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, that's why we protect little girls. That's why <laughs> I, I completely agree. And I actually have like a Bible verse. Oh, best spit it, spit it. Song of Solomon. No, it's a great, great one. I, anyway, go ahead. It's go ahead. chapter eight. 
verse 9. I have qualms with songs of Solomon. That's all. That's all. Keep going. <clears throat> okay, we'll talk about the qualms and the psalms after this. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> it says, uh, Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 9. It says, If she is a virgin like a wall, we will protect her with a silver tower. What? If she is promiscuous like a swinging door, we will block door. her door with a cedar bar. Wow. So if you look at the verse right before that, it's actually someone asking for advice. It says, uh, the young woman's brothers. It says, we have a little sister, too young to have breasts. What will we do for our sister if someone asks to marry her? Right. And so it basically goes into two types of young girls. A girl who's a virgin, and she protects herself, and she's like a wall. It says we'll protect her with a silver tower. So that basically what the silver tower is, is aligning to is that we will encourage her. We lift her up in what she's doing already. Right. You're a wall. We encourage you to be a wall. Right. She's like a swinging door. You ever seen them like uh, them, them country doors like in the Wild Wild West? They kick it open and be swinging back and forth, back and forth. Everybody like, running in and out of the door. That was a terrible creak. Let me let me try again. No, that was a bad. I creak. know what you're doing. I know if you. I was trying to. I was trying to impersonate asthma a creak. attack or what was going on. <laughs> but yeah, so it just basically said if she out here wilding, shut it down. Oh, you want to sneak out in the middle of the night? It down, bro. I'm gonna lock you in this room. Shut it down. What are you doing? We shutting it down. One hundred percent. So um. Right, I'm I'm with that. That was Songs of Solomon. What say it again? Uh, it's the Song of Solomon, chapter eight, verse. Well, I guess it's verses eight and nine. It just alludes to you have to know who you're dealing with. Right. You know, if you if you know your kid, and they're wilding out, then help them not wild out. If they're a good kid and they doing right, then right. Keep encouraging them to do right. right. But it it also it takes it a step further, and that the only way you can encourage or lock them up is if you know them. You gotta have a relationship with your kids. Got you. Right, right, right. You can't lock them up and you uh, not invest in them as well. I feel that 100,000%. So, this is the last question I want to ask, right? This is a good one. Um, you teaching your kids about contraceptives? Like, to use them? Mm-hmm. Mm, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely teach them what they are. Okay. They will just they will just have a your son will just have a concept of a condom. This this is my thing. I want to teach my son stuff before anybody else can. Right, right. No, I feel you. And so I mean, yeah, he'll know about it, but I'm not gonna I'm not one of those I'm not gonna be one of those dads. Hey man, here's your here's your condoms and hey daughter, here's your birth control. Go out there and just be be free. Right. Just don't bring home no babies. Because there's a lot of People use soul ties a lot, but to me, I just, I just, I remember of another verse in the Bible. I don't know where it is because I'm not that much a Bible scholar, but this thing said, it said uh, something about being promiscuous. It's like, why, you know, lay with the women? And it compared how pathetic we are. We sleep around and it said, at least prostitutes get paid. I know what you're talking about. So we over here just we just swapping energy. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Fluid and every, everything, and we feel like we feel in love, but we really just connecting ourselves to all the hurt and pain, all these other people. Prostitutes are out here. They getting paid, man. They getting paid. They getting something to eat. They going on dates. They chilling. 
We over here getting hurt. Oh, I thought he loved me. Oh, I thought she was the one. Nah. I'm, I'm looking that up right now. It's ooh ooh. It's Ezekiel sixteen thirty three. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, bro. You. Ezekiel? When's the last time you read? I've read Ezekiel one time. I need to read it again. So like, all prostitutes receive gifts, but you give gifts to all of your lovers, bribing them to come to you from everywhere for your illicit favors. That's not what I thought that was. So uh, Probably a different verse, but that one was good, too. That one was good, too. That it basically good. said that you're giving out the goodies, but prostitutes are getting goodies in return for their goodies. Do the message. The message translation. Huh. Or the NLT. No, this, this that was NIV. So hold up. Okay, and uh, NIV is like a step above King James. Sometimes it's still confusing. It's not new. It's like it's like uh, King James Junior. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I know what verse. I, I I'm, I'm gonna have to look up for that verse. But uh, that was a good one. That was similar to what we were talking about, right? But um, yeah. So teaching your kids about contraceptives, right? Um, are you gonna teach them about um contraceptives? I'm definitely going to, like, make them aware of what it is, right? I'm not, and maybe I'm going to do the same thing as you, but I'm definitely not going to buy, you know, my pack of, uh, buy him a pack of his first condoms and give it to him, right? Um, I've heard single mothers give that to their, their sons, stuff like that. Or it was funny because there was this lady who was a comedian, single mother who was a comedian. She was all right. She was, uh, she was pretty funny, actually. But she gave a very interesting and kind of perspective of what she was doing. She had a son, which is a terrible circumstance for stuff that we're not gonna come to. Uh, we're not gonna talk about right now. A single mother with a son—that's a bad situation. But um, anyway, so um, right. She she was talking about. She was like, uh, she was yelling at the boy. She was like, "You better not bring home no babies." Or she was like, "Go get them. Go get them condoms. That's all on my dresser," or something like that. So she was saying like, you know, she got a. I don't know, condom storage for when she's sleeping around or when she's having sex or, or whatever oh, it is with different men, right? And she was like, you better not, you know, bring, I'm a single mother or whatever. Like, she, she didn't say that, but like, she like, you know, you better not bring home a baby. Go make sure you go get, you know, some condoms out of my little, you know, my drawer or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was um, ironic, um, which is a, uh, constituent for humor, <laughs> right? Um, one of them is not the whole thing, right? You can't just be ironic. You got to be anyway. So yeah, I thought that was very interesting. So uh, yeah, bro, that's the that's the only other uh, question I wanted to ask you, bro. But uh, is there anything else you wanted to add on to it? Um, let's see, I don't know. I guess I have a question, maybe for you. So like, do you when? <clears throat> Would you ever turn down um, um, a, a woman who meets most of your criteria, but not I'll all answer of them? this question. <laughs> I don't want to answer this question. No, no, I'm, keep going, keep going. I'm just talking about that. No, that's basically it. So it's like, would you, let's say you met a girl who um, basically has like, Eight out of all the nine things you like. Okay. Would would you still would you rock with her? Are you gonna be like, mm, nah? I need all nine. 
Oh my gosh, I'm not the perfectionist person because I'm not perfect. So I'm not fit to meet all yours, and I don't plan on you meeting all mine. So, um, my girl is uh, my my uh, conception in my mind, my my hypothetical conception in my mind is pretty hard to attain. So I'm not trying to impose my fantasy on anybody. Fantasy with an F, not with a PH, by the way. Uh, so uh, yeah, fantasy with an F on any woman, right? I'm not trying to put that on you as something that you need to try to um, compare yourself to and hold that above your head as if you have something more to be. I'm not trying to do that and I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want that to be done to me. So no, absolutely not. Eight out of nine is more than is. If I get eight out of nine, I am truly, I truly have God's favor because that's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's going to be wild. And that's, and it's just going to be so unlikely. It, my, my priorities and um, my priorities and preferences when it comes to my significant other, I don't think are super typical, right? Yeah. A lot of them are characteristic, right? So like a five, five or six out of nine of them are characteristic, right? I would say it's probably quite the opposite for most typical men my age, right? So five out of six are characteristic. And so to get all of my characteristics Plus the other, you know, minority that in which the three are like physical characteristics um, or, or, you know, physical character. Uh, the other one were, I don't know, physical and like emotional characteristics or mental, psychological. I don't know what you want to call it. But, <laughs> you know, the other part of it being the physical characteristics to get that or two of them, at least, you know, that's that's man. <laughs> Man, God is real. If that if that's crazy, because I, I it's just gonna be so like I don't know like so so I, the reason I say that is right. So let's say I was just t trying to get a smart, beautiful woman. Let's just make it smart and beautiful. Let's not even make it too specific. Smart and beautiful. You know how hard that is. You know how hard <laughs> that is. So smart. I'm not talking about educated. I could give a care less what your degree is in. What, how educated you are, how, what status of level of doctor or PhD level or certification you have. I don't care about any of that. Education is not hard, right? Uh, education does not mean you're smart either. Education does not mean you're smart. Education means you have self-discipline and the money to put yourself in college. That, that's all that means. Anybody, anybody with a, with a average level IQ could be hyper educated or whatever you want to call it. You know, very well educated, right? With, with, the um the the sufficient amount of self discipline, right? Because self discipline is hard to come by, and self discipline is the characteristic you need to get through college. It is not intuition. So, um, liquid uh um, I think it's called liquid IQ or uh, is it liquid or like a uh, something like that? But um, so intuition. I'd like to just call it intuition. So the intuitive woman and intuitive beautiful woman, right? A a Something like that. That's crazy, right? So the reason I say that, and I think I was trying to say that at the beginning, um, one of the things, and this is the detriment to womanhood and how the culture, in, in the culture that in which we live in America, it's not consistent. This is not a, a global woman thing. This is American culture, right? So um, we are, and actually men have to do this too, not nearly as severe, very nowhere close to Right. Women have it way worse. So in this situation. So um, when, unfortunately, um, you can only like at, women are indoctrinated to have their value 
synonymous, synonymously associated with their appearance, right? With their perceived beauty or attraction their appearance, right? Yeah. So whenever that happens, right, you um, you neglect you neglect your character, right? Because your character does not um, cons- uh, constitute your um, your value. Your um, yeah, right. Your value, right? So your character has nothing to do with it, right? It's all about how you look. So you're not investing in your character. You're not working on your character. You're not trying to be more well-rounded. You're not trying to get rid of your insecurities or even be aware that they're there. You're not trying to um, become, because your intellect or how smart you are is a part of your character, I think, right? I would say it's something like that. It's an intangible attraction thing. It's, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. So um, it's an intent. It's some, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. But uh, so, right. So let's let's say your intellect is a part of your character. Right. Um, it's, it's not a characteristic, but it's a part of your character. Right. Um, you're not working on that either. You're not. It's not about how educated as a woman. Your value is has nothing to do with how much money you make, what job you have, what school you went to. Um, it is only in slowly how beautiful you are. Right. And that is all the contribution you need to bring to the table. You can. Um, and, and if you want to add a little bit more to the case, you know, you perform well and have sex. I don't know, like you have like be a be a I don't know what you want to call it, like be a like a how do you what do you call a good performer? Like what do you call that? Like have great have consistently um, impressive sexual performances, right? So like so um yeah right that's all the contribution you bring to the table and that's all the that really is desired for you to bring into the table right so we don't care how much so that's what i'm saying like so what happens is beautiful women um become um slighted they become um underdeveloped in their character they become um under prioritized in how much they value their own intellect right and this so, is women's privilege no, no, no. This is actually the disadvantage. Mm. Uh, this has nothing to do. Yeah, this is actually something unfortunate that women have to go through, right? One of the things, right? So, yeah, women have... It, it's not It's not something that, like, because you can get around it, right? But um, it's something that if you don't check from early on, it will be a... If you have a daughter that is attractive, or you have a... If you're a girl that is attractive, girls that aren't attractive don't have nothing to do with this, right? Because their value... Their, their value is, they're first of all not seen as valuable because they're not as attractive, which means they have to supplement their value in their character, right? So they end up being more well-rounded. They, be, they end up being more um, uh, empathetic and more selfless and more they know how to cook or something like that. What does Cardi B say? What is it? What is that quote? It's funny. People be talking about it. I don't cook. I don't clean. What is it? What is it? I'm about to play the song. Um, here, let me look it up. Uh... What does it say? Do I want to just play the lyrics? I, no, I'm looking up. Oh, actually, I could go to YouTube. Yeah, so what did, what did Carby B say? I don't cook. I don't clean, bro. What is that? You think that's just... And it's funny because I'm sure a whole bunch of um, women that associate with uh, Cardi B and her... Uh, the Cardi Beehive. <laughs> so, look, look, this is it. Is that... Oh, that's in that WAP music video? Goodness gracious, is that it? I didn't know that at all, bro. All right, wait, wait, wait. Is this it? 
<laughs> okay, uh, YouTube got ads. Everybody know YouTube got ads. Uh, is this it? This ain't it. No, this is it. Oh, hold up. We don't want to get. Yep, that's it. You know, like that's what, like that, that 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 identity or that philosophy to or to identify with is why 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 like why would she have to say that or why would you what like what's wrong with that what's wrong with cooking and cleaning there's a reason she's saying that and that's all I'm saying right she doesn't have to do that because she her I, the value she brings to the table whether it be in relationships or her in her own identity right is through her uh, quote unquote. Um, attractiveness and how attractive she is and her perceived ability to perform sexually that's all it is and that's why there's that I don't I don't need to cook I don't need to clean I don't need to she makes money as well right she makes a whole bunch of money so she's really covering uh, all of the bases except her character right which is yep. clearly seen which is clearly seen so um, not trying to slight Cardi B but that is the case so yeah man that's, that's what I got to say that's it guys uh, thanks for tuning in KO Bros Podcast.